Hi, my name is Rutendo Nyamuda and welcome back to In My Twenties. In my twenties. While you're here, please don't forget to like, share and subscribe. I am so excited to announce that we officially have a location partner, Workshop 17. And so all the In My Twenties podcast episodes will be recorded from the Workshop 17 spaces in both Johannesburg and in Cape Town. So coming up on the In My Twenties podcast, our guest speaks about not only finding her passion, but also continuously and consistently pursuing that passion in hopes that someday it will become her full-time job. So welcoming herself onto the In My Twenties podcast and into the In My Twenties family, here she is. Hi guys, my name is Chiro Chikumbu. I am a banker by day, YouTuber by day as well and night. Um, you can also call me Cheese, that's near my channel. I'm 29 years old, originally from Zim, now living in SA. And yeah, 20s have been a bit rocky, but we made it and doing things that we love. Now on every episode of the In My Twenties podcast, my guests always come through with these incredible mind moments or gem moments. And this is just one of them. You can't help yourself but feel a bit disappointed the fact that like your age mate is buying a house or something, right? Or they've got like a whole family, husband, kids, and you're just kind of like still, you feel like you're just stuck, you know? The In My Twenties podcast is split up into three sections. In the first section, we get to hear a little bit more about Chiro's career journey. In the second section, we dive into today's topic, which is all about pursuing your passion. And then finally, rounding up all three conversations is a conversation on the all-consuming, time-consuming 20s journey. Let's get straight into it. Very excited to have you on the podcast, um, but I'm very, very interested in finding out a little bit about your background. Okay. So where are you from and what are you currently doing and how did you get to where you are today? Ooh, okay, so I was born in Zimbabwe, in Harare. Um, yeah, most of my family is from there, and that was home up until I was about eight, nine, and then we moved to South Africa. Mm. We actually moved just in time, just when things started to go a bit like pear-shaped in Zim, mm -hmm. so made it out, and moved to moved to Johannesburg here in SA, and yeah, went did most of my schooling here. Um, this is, I'll, I'll consider Joburg home mm. because I spent most of my life here. It's kind of what shaped me. I don't really remember much about Zim. I haven't been there. My parents, I mean, it's a touchy subject, but mm. I haven't been to Zim since like 2012, mm. 2011, which is, yeah, every time it comes up, it's like, whoa, girl, you need to go back. Even now I'm feeling a bit guilty. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just because I don't have friends there or anything. Like I don't really have an attachment there. And then, yeah, I went to University of Cape Town, focused on property finance, property development, all that stuff. After graduating, I went to South Korea, mm. um, doing the whole teaching English and Korea thing. Nice. So I did that for just over a year mm -hmm. and that's quite an important thing for me because I think it kind of shaped a lot of who I am now and kind of made me um, involved into doing this YouTube channel and kind of push myself um, out of comfort zones and push my boundaries and all that stuff so it's, it's a very like unfamiliar place right mm -hmm. no one speaks I mean they speak English but it's a bit choppy and food is different you look different people are rubbing your skin and all that stuff so it was it was kind of for someone who was always quite sheltered mm. and um, very much an introvert, it was kind of 
beneficial to me to just go and do something quite extreme like that. Yeah. Why career? I was obsessed with K-pop. It was yes. literally like, it was the only thing I thought about like every mm-hmm. day. That was it. And it kind of just took a life of its own where mm-hmm. I was into like now Korean food. Um, I started learning Korean before I even went to Korea. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I was just kind of obsessed, right? Yeah. And I'd always just thought about taking a gap year. Mm-hmm. So didn't take one after high school. And then I was finishing towards the end of university. I was like, yeah. I really feel like I need like a break. I was so scared to get into corporate. Like it's still my biggest fear, to be mm. honest with you. And I even had like a good job offer. It's still a touch subject for my parents. <laughs> like um, a good yeah, graduate program, yeah. whatever. And I was just like, someone told me about this career program. It's actually quite a big program. It's probably one of the, the biggest in- teaching English overseas programs mm. and it was perfect for me because I was obsessed with all things Korean mm. and now I'm finishing varsity they want people who are finishing varsity so yeah it just it made sense yeah and yeah. initially my parents don't know this but initially I failed my Skype interview for for Korea right mm-hmm. but it's teaching English was it in English did you fail English no. <laughs> it wasn't like this thing it wasn't like an interview interview like yeah. they're not like oh, sorry. they're not like testing you or anything it was more just I don't know they just ask you random questions and for some reason I just failed and I was like so devastated because okay. I had before before I actually had my position in career mm-hmm. um, confirmed I I declined this job offer that I got right? mm-hmm. and I didn't tell my parents they thought like I already had the career job. Yeah. So I declined it and then I failed this interview and I'm like, what am I going to happen? I remember this was like towards the end of 20, 2013. Mm-hmm. So what am I going to do? I can't even tell my parents. So I just kept yeah. it to myself and just cried a bit, got over it. <laughs> I, I was in the middle of exams as well. Yeah. So I just had to keep it moving and then went home during the holidays. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to Korea. Meanwhile, like, there's nothing. Mm, you're speaking in, in <laughs> faith, in faith, by faith. I'm going to <laughs> yeah, Korea. I'm going to Korea, but girl, you're actually not going. Oh. And then on the 1st of Jan, literally mm. the 1st of Jan, 2014, I was like, I need to make a plan. So I just started finding other ways to get there, right? Mm. And then I got another interview. So in the end, it worked out. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was a... Uh, sure. yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's interesting in life how some times the things that we suffer through or that mm. are difficult also yield the biggest rewards that's true and you come out going actually you know this is worth it i'm happy yeah. i didn't give up yeah i'm glad like i uh, stuck with it mm. and now you are you know a grown working woman Oof. in the corporate industry trying, <laughs> trying to be grown <laughs> trying to be grown you said you went um, from property and now you're in banking um but i'm banking I'm like property banking. So I'm okay. in property finance now. So I've been at this current company for three years now. Okay, very interesting. So it feels a bit too secure. Chido, on the one hand, you are this corporate woman who's working in property finance. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you're also a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. So why did you decide? I mean, but the other thing is you're not YouTubing about property finance. You're not like, hi guys, <laughs> welcome to our YouTube channel today, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. property finance. Yeah. You're talking about beauty. Completely different. Yeah. It's worlds apart. Mm-hmm. How did that come about and why did you decide to start your YouTube channel? The mm-hmm. one thing I'd always told myself and I was thinking about this, in varsity I always said, if you ever catch me doing if you ever catch me working in a bank yeah just know i'm not happy <laughs> like that was like my no-go yeah, I was like, yeah. i'm never working in a bank and then i found myself in this bank right yeah. and i was just like like how did i get you why am i here like i'm not happy I, 
I know this doesn't make me happy. Yeah. So I just I just needed something like fun to do on the side. Mm. Um, started recording, started doing some makeup stuff, and I was like, I don't think anyone really needs another tutorial mm. like on eyebrows. Like you know, like if you're gonna watch that, if you're gonna watch a tutorial, yeah. you're probably gonna watch a Jackie, right? Mm. So. Then I thought, okay, let's go into skincare because that's actually what I'm more into, mm. um, stemming from the career, career experience. And yeah, so focus on skincare and focus less on tutorials. Every now and then I'll have like informative videos where it's like these are the ingredients, whatever, whatever. That's like my seed content. Mm. But a lot of the time it's more just like personality driven and mm. just like just talking to the camera, doing a skincare routine. Mm. Initially, it started off as something that I wanted to do for fun. And then I kind of went through a slump. And my brother and I kind of mm. had a moment about this because he's my he's my Christiana, right? So he's my, he's my manager. <laughs> Everyone needs a Christiana in their lives. We're still arguing <laughs> over the percentage, but he's agreed on his percentage. Um, so And so he puts in a lot into the channel as well. Like, mm. Yes, I'm on camera, so it looks like I'm doing everything, but he's the one like doing the business side of it and okay. looking at the numbers and analytics and stuff because I just don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm back in the bank when I start looking at those things, right? <laughs> um, so I kind of started going through a slump where it started to feel like a job again, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was, I went from doing one video a week to now doing two videos a week. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother's like, let's try push to three, which is kind of hard with a, with a, nine to five job right um so i reached a point where i was just like i was just like putting out videos that i wasn't too into myself Mm. there are lots of videos that i actually recorded and are just on my um like the still on my computer i just haven't released them because when i watched them back i was Mm. just like i don't know if i would watch this so let me not release this Mm. but after chatting with my brother especially like this past holiday in december i feel like i'm ready to just like committed because he raised a valid question. He's like, you know, you're not having this banking thing and this YouTube thing is kind of picking up. So mm-hmm. why do you, why aren't you focusing on the one thing that like can get you out of yeah. banking, you know, yeah. can get you out of the thing that you've never and that you been enjoy into. as well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm also at a point where I can't stop now. I feel like I've mm-hmm. come so far and it's doing well. I'm naturally getting subscribers. When I started, I had to do like giveaways and all these things to like get people to come to my, yes. to my <laughs> channel. But now like every day I open my email and see um, so-and-so subscribe to channels without even posting. So Amazing. it just shows that it's, it's working. And now when you see those sort of benefits, you kind of, you're inspired to keep going. Mm. Um, other things that keep me going was like, I started monetizing um, last year. Yeah, last year. I started monetizing and that was a big accomplishment because to monetize this, first you have to get at least a thousand subscribers or something. Yeah. And then you also have to get 240,000 watch time minutes. So that's 4,000 hours. Oh, wow. And bear in mind, it kind of sounds easy, but your average person watches three minutes of a video. Mm. So after three minutes, they that's like a good watch time for, for a video. So after three minutes, um, that's all you're getting. Whether your video was 10 minutes or 25 minutes, if a person only watches three minutes, mm-hmm. only those three minutes are com- counting towards your 240,000. Wow. So that's the harder part. So when we reached that and started like 
monetizing and putting ads on the videos like you and I don't get a lot of money from it to be honest like it's not anything exciting but <laughs> it's, it's not time for you to resign yeah, just <laughs> it's, not, it's really not um but it does just make it um more enjoyable like okay. when you start seeing the benefits you're like oh, okay it's mm-hmm. like I'm not wasting my time mm-hmm. here you know people That's are actually good. enjoying the content yeah yeah, yeah. and I want to go back to that period of slump that you mm-hmm. were feeling um because what is very interesting is especially with these side hustles that we start so mm-hmm. it could be you know posting on Instagram or starting a YouTube channel or a podcast or blogging mm-hmm. at the beginning you're here you're like I'm you're so like, excited yeah, just recording everything exactly <laughs> you're just like hey guys you know true, true, and that's true. a good you know month one month two month yeah. three you're just here yeah yeah it's yeah. exciting and then something happens <laughs> and you're not sure what it is and like you're not sure exactly yeah. <laughs> and so it's the same with I think starting a new job. You start mm. a new job, you're like, oh my word, Energized, my boss is amazing. Yeah. HR, great interview. I got it. I signed on the dotted line. But then it becomes this thing of consistency. Mm. And when you were going through the slump as well, um, wh- how were you feeling? What were, what were the motions? Like, what were you going through? How did you get there? <laughs> so, I don't know. So it's it's kind of a weird one, right? Because the nine to five that you're trying to get away from with your side hustle, right? Mm. That it's that starts draining your energy because you're so you're not enjoying that and it starts like draining your energy and because you're so drained from that mm. you now don't have the energy to do the one thing that you like mm. so it just becomes this vicious cycle of not being happy in both aspects yeah. of your life right like your main job and your side hustle and I think it just because of that I think because I knew that I was not enjoying it because of this. Um, nine to five, it kind of made me even more depressed. Like mm. I was just like, why is this taking so much from me? It's already mm. taking like a lot from me, like before the channel, but now mm. it's taking like the one thing that um, I was trying to do for myself. Mm. So you start thinking about those things. And then now you're just like in a sad cycle of just, mm. you know, you just feel happy? sad. Yeah. yeah like, like, just, I don't even know what's happening. Yeah, I don't even know. Sad. You just wake yeah. up sad, go to bed sad. And mm. you're just like, even posting doesn't give you joy anymore. It, yeah, it really doesn't. Finding a good filter. No, <laughs> no. You just like you're off all net, all platforms. Mm. Um, did you ever think of quitting and just saying, actually, I'm done with this YouTube channel. I want to stop. So I did. I did think of it, but then what I'm grateful for is coming back to my brother, right? Because he's put in so much time and effort into this. That's kind of what kept me going. So being accountable to someone as well, like mm. you don't, you don't want to just like stop and this, someone else has put in so much invested time and money as well yeah. um, into something for you. Like he, mm. he doesn't get here. Yeah, gets his 15%, but I mean, 15% of the check I'm getting is really not anything, mm-hmm. but he's put in so much. So now you're like, how is he going to feel if I just walk away from this? And he was literally just there helping me out for my dream. And also after a while, if you've been doing it for a certain amount of time, people also start asking you like, we have the videos and now mm. you're like oh, okay people actually do enjoy yeah. these videos so maybe i should come back yeah um so yeah it's those sort of things where you mm. actually see like oh, okay maybe people are missing you mm. but i'm really happy i'm chatting to you now before you reach your one million followers you'll just be like i don't have time <laughs> no, but, kidding, also by, <laughs> but also by then 
it looks very different. Mm. And I think your 20s or being in one's 20s is the time where you're starting out. Mm -hmm. So you want to see what other people starting out looks like. Mm -hmm. When you get to the 1 million views, the conversation changes. Yeah, it's very because different. then you're like, no, but I've been doing this. Or they make it seem so easy. Mm. Like, all you need to do is just like, you know, put on some eyeshadow and look cute. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. And then use a good hashtag and you're good. You're yeah. like, no, I tried that. That doesn't work. <laughs> like a lot of things went into this. A yeah. lot of things went into that. Exactly. Yeah. And you might have a team. Mm. So now you're starting off you're just by yourself yes you've got your brother's assistant as an assistant Ooh, you've got your brother's <laughs> assistant you've got your brother as an assistant yeah. and you're now building mm -hmm. before you know it you've got an editor you've got someone who's helping you with pictures and then like I said the dynamics of the conversation yeah. changes um, I wanted to talk to you about I think two keywords you've mentioned consistency mm -hmm. side and the focus how are you feeling about that now going into 2020 I think I'm more consistent, more focused, ready to take it to the next level. Because the thing is with YouTube, again, going back to that algorithm, consistency and um, subscribers literally go hand in hand. Mm. So I've noticed that as soon as I'm more consistent, my subscribers just skyrocket. Mm. Um, so I'm hope should I even put this on air? Like my my target. Next thing, it, us the next thing it doesn't happen though. No, but then it's it's all about accountability <laughs> 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 to the world now. Not just saying this is not a dear diary moment. Hit us. So I'll actually reach at least like ten thousand subscribers by the end of the year, and I think it's doable. I think it's doable because at the rate that it's growing now, it's a lot faster um, um, to subscriptions. Nice. Um, so I think I think it can happen. Mm. Maybe even above that, but let's not. It's like I get too excited. And then with that also comes like getting sponsorships and mm. stuff. So right now the numbers are still a bit low for a brand to really be like, oh, can you sell this or whatever? Mm. Um, so, yeah, so I'm hoping to pick up on that. And if I continue being consistent, it, w it should happen, mm -hmm. to be honest, yeah. What would you say to someone who wants to start a YouTube channel who is maybe in the same position you are? Mm. They have a nine-to-five job that is in a completely different industry and space, but they're also looking at YouTube saying, but there are enough beauty YouTubers or there yeah. are enough fashion YouTubers or there are enough people in South Africa or on the continent with these with this content. True. What would you say to them? So I'd say, like, it's kind of what I felt. Just You kind of just have to do it. So I, re I woke up one morning. Mm -hmm. I was like, let me buy a camera and a tripod mm -hmm. And just record. And I would, I would even say get a camera. You can literally record on your phones. Our phones these days are like, the cameras are ridiculous. Mm. So you don't even have to do that. But you just, it all starts with that one video. Mm. Like after that first one, then, then you kind of keep going. Um, it's just kind of, there's always that barrier of the first one. And you just feel awkward on camera. You're kind of like whispering. You're not, you're probably not your full personality. Even mine, mm. like I was kind of like quiet. Like I was just like doing a routine and not like saying anything. And then touching on your thing about if you feel like there might be an oversaturation of specific type of YouTubers. Mm. To be honest, I think no matter what genre you want to go into, mm. there are YouTubers doing that already now. Like YouTubers just expanded and it's um, crazy. But it's just about finding your own take on something. So mm. finding your personality and making your personality shine on YouTube. And yeah. I think that's what people are really more into mm. when they watch a YouTube channel. So like Jackie Ayana, for example, to be honest, like her makeup is great. She has great makeup, but I'm, I've reached a point where I just put her on in the background. It's kind of mm. like entertainment, right? Yes, yeah. Like just listening to someone speak their jokes and um, what they're doing. So 
yeah. kind of go more for that angle, more mm. of a personality angle. And don't be intimidated the fact that there are hundreds of people, millions of people doing the same sort of thing. Like there's yeah. always, there's always some sort of niche or gap within the market. I have to ask, this is my favorite part of the podcast, as I mentioned, 20s journey, 20s life. How would you summarize your 20s thus far? The 20s are not great. Like they have potential to be like this amazing time of your life, right? Because you start them, you're in university, you're studying, it's all fun and games. Mm. Um, and then you start, you start making money. So now you've got disposable income and get excited about that. So it's all these cool things that should be amazing and mm. fun. But with those things, it comes with trying to figure out who you are as a person. Mm. Um, you might find that you might not like who you are becoming or, or certain aspects of yourself. One of the big things that happened to me in my trainees was like family dramas. Right? I won't get into that because other people's dramas, but mm. family dramas. And now you're at an age where you understand what's going on. Mm. People kind of involve you a bit, like it kind of consumes you as well. So you kind of just like, I don't want to be part of like this drama. Um, and I don't, I wish I didn't understand what was going on, but now I know. And now mm. it's like miserable. Mm. Um, and then there's, yeah, there's a new thing. There's the thing I mentioned about making new friends and mm. be, yeah, it was just like, it's kind of a messy one. Love lives, like love life things. It's just, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. To be honest, like I said, I'm leaving my twenties right soon. And I just still, I never got to grips with them. Like, I just, I still don't know what's happening. Mm. I'm confused as to why I still don't know what I want from life. Um, why I react to things a certain way. So I'm like, confused about like, my own personality and things like that. Um, trying to change things, but at the same time, like, why should I change who I am? Mm. Um, so it's like a therapy session. Mm. Um, I just feel like there are too many things happening, right, in your 20s. Like, too many changes too many dynamics from like all over from work from home and you just you're just trying to find a way to be happy but you don't even know what makes you happy mm. sometimes it feels like nothing will make you feel better right mm. and you just end up in this cycle of um so I think I kind of went through like a depressed moment um not I think I I did go through that and it was just kind of that feeling of being lost which I think a lot of people go through in their 20s like it's nothing new mm. it's it's, I hate my job, but why, why am I not trying to leave? Or why am I not, like before the YouTube channel, why am I not trying to do something to mm. get me out? I'm just like hating it, but I'm also not trying to change anything. Um, it's, oh, I don't know. I feel like I'm touching on so many things in the same sentence. Mm. Uh, but that's what your 20s is really, it's you just, know? Yeah, it's it, just a mess. It's everything at once. Yeah. It's either like nothing happens and you mm. feel like, why isn't anything happening? Mm happening or everything kind of happens at the same time yeah um what i particularly find very interesting about one's 20s and i think through you saying everything you've been <laughs> going through it comes it, it came out quite evidently and that is i feel like 20s are like your biggest growth period mm. as well like you literally literally have gone from a child yeah. you just left the house you enter university or college or you know you start working and you're 19, 20, yeah. and then at the end of your 20s, you're 30. Like, yeah, you're like full-on adults. So much changes in between that time, right? Exactly. Yeah, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Like, it's it's 10 years. You have other periods of 10 years with other ages. But, yeah, you literally go from a teenager or 
like I mean you're not really 20 you're not a teenager in your 20s but mm. you go from that like university aspect to making your own money um probably buying a house or renting or something mm. like that mm. and then even with that let's go to the later part of the 20s right which I'm in now and you start seeing people so I'm, I've always been quite good to not compare myself to other people in terms of like career and um stuff mm. but you can't help yourself but feel a bit disappointed the fact that like your age mate is buying a house or something right or they've got like a whole family husband kids and you're just kind of like still you feel like you're just stuck you know mm-hmm. so a lot of a lot of my 20s um especially this later part of my 20s it's just been like a feeling of being stuck it's the same thing day in day out it's also scary to try to do like a big change as mm-hmm. well so you just like do you want to risk it all and do a big change move somewhere or um but then you can move somewhere and it can be the same feelings that mm-hmm. you've always had because I don't think those will actually go away um or you stay in this like rut that you've got mm-hmm. when you see other people it looks like they are moving on and mm-hmm. advancing but you don't actually know what they're going through they might also just feel stuck right mm-hmm. they might feel like they got married too young mm-hmm. or, so it's now i kind of get it that um everyone everyone's just trying to survive to be honest like yeah. so people in their 20s we're all just trying to all just trying to get through the day mm-hmm. everyone's got things personal issues or yeah. personal situations that you don't see that you don't know mm-hmm. um me being me being mad at my job and stuff is actually it's actually not a big thing people are going through like real like life problems like then comes then comes the thought of like you should be happy you have a job like those sort of things mm. you should be happy that you've got family you should be happy that you've got friends that you've got a car you got someone to live mm. um so as i'm exiting my 20s i think i've come to terms with the fact that i'm actually doing okay mm. to be honest i think and these feelings that i had i think a lot of people have had them as well mm. looking back into your 20s as well mm-hmm. have you ever gone through the quarter life crisis and if you have when was it I think I was literally at 25. So I got back from Korea and mm. then worked for a bit and then when I quit that job and that was my quarter life crisis. I literally just I couldn't do it anymore. I it wasn't like I quit planning on doing something. Mm. I just I was like this cannot be my life. Like mm. what am I doing? Why am I in corporate? Um what's the point of all of this? Like what are we even working for? What, to mm. buy a car and an apartment, like a two bedroom apartment. Like what and then what like yeah, you yeah. know so i just kind of had that moment of like it sounds so cliche and so cheesy but just kind of like what is life you know like all those things yeah. and yeah i was really not when i looked back when i was in it i was like okay fine whatever but when i looked back i was like i actually was really not happy in that in that phase yeah and i actually think i was 25 like exactly mm. um how did you how did you begin to come out of it because when someone goes through a quarter life crisis or goes through something heavy in life mm. or a slump or whatever it is sometimes it's difficult to come out of it or to see a light yeah true it was kind of like baby steps right mm-hmm. of like trying to find a way to just make it better i mean it wasn't it didn't like fully recover like instantly mm-hmm. you do feel like you're alone in it at mm-hmm. the time but yeah it's, it's yeah It's just part of growing up, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting you say that that like, you know, everyone has gone through it, you know, mm. but 
feel what it feels like to go through what you're going through. Mm. Because I feel like we want to run away from the emotions and the feelings because they feel uncomfortable or yeah. we associate it be uh, it with being a bad feeling. Mm. We don't want this. We only want the joy and the happiness and the yay, we're going, going but, and glowing. But you only get like the full joy if you've kind of gone through like the bad feeling. And so, Chido, you have shared an incredible amount of wisdom on today's show. I'm not going to lie. I, I was just here like... Got to make notes, got to <laughs> do things properly. Um, but I want to find out what piece of advice would you want to leave with those who are listening to the podcast who are in their 20s or not even in their 20s, because I feel like a lot of the content relates to people in their 30s as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but what piece of advice would you want to leave with people today? My advice is I'm, I don't like people, when people sugarcoat things to me. So my advice is it's going to be tough. Um you're going to go through like dark times and like sad times and those moments, but mm-hmm. just try cling on to that one thing that will make you somewhat better. I mean, you won't find one thing that's going to turn your life around instantly and make you feel better, make you feel like happy or singing in the hills and whatever. Mm-hmm. But there might be something that, and you might not have, you might not have figured it out yet because it also took me a while to figure it out, mm-hmm. but maybe maybe spend more time trying to find that than searching for that one thing that will bring some joy into your life or like some more joy. Um, and just try focus on that. Mm. Don't, don't make the mistake that we've, I guess most of us have made of you're sad and you focus on being sad. You're like, okay, I'm sad right now. I'm going to be sad. I'm going to, tomorrow I'm going to wake up sad. Like Mm. it's, Mm. it's easy to get caught up in that and like listening to sad music and just, like, <laughs> don't listen to Janae Aiko when you say <laughs> So just like those things, try not to feed into the bad feeling. Thank you so much, Chido, for coming on to today's episode of the In My Twenties podcast. This was such an incredible way to start the conversations for 2020. To everybody listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode just as much as I did. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment, Get your friends on. Get your family on. These are the conversations we are having up in in my 20s. Otherwise, we will catch you all same time, same place, right here on In My 20s.